You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. This episode of Hot Tag is brought to you by... Hey, Matty Ice, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, you know what? So am I. Let's go get us a pizza or something. Order a pizza in. No. Why would we order a pizza when we could have pile driver pizza? Comes in four awesome varieties. Pepperoni, sausage and pepperoni, four cheese, and supreme. Ooh, sounds delish. Give me a supreme. All right, let's go down in the store. And if you guys are hungry too, you can get them in a store near you. This is Axel the Axeman, and you're listening to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys on the Anchor Podcast app. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys. As always, I'm Matty Ice. To my left is the Axeman. We are happy-go-lucky today, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. What's going on, Axeman? You know... Just living the dream. Glad to uh, be back. I think this is the first time this year we've got to get together in person and record. Oh, I guess last week we got together for the for the, for the rumble. For the rumble, I almost forgot about that. But um, yeah, we um, fairly interesting week this week with some, I guess, storylines moving forward, especially in the WWE. Yeah, and. Uh, and there's some some other decent news um, elsewhere, but uh, yeah. What about you? Oh well, um, I'm making a new step in my life. <laughs> uh, I signed up for a gym, so Medi Ice is trying to get uh, iceified. Yeah, you're gonna get back in ring shape. Gonna get back in the ring shape, right? Maybe uh, better than ever. Then uh, maybe I'll get signed to WWE because AEW will no longer exist. Yeah, you're going to make your DDP run. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> 40. <laughs> 41. 41. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about going to the gym. I actually met a bodybuilder there and talked with him for a little bit. Um, and uh, it was pretty cool. So uh, I'm excited to be back in the gym and uh, excited for my... Uh, my workout journey see on how good a shape i can get in in my 40s so you never know look at uh look at billy gunn right he looks better what's he 60 early 60s he looks better now than he did when he was in his 30s i don't know how old he is but yeah he looks better now than he than he ever did that's for sure so that might be my goal you know maybe uh maybe i can get jacked and then do a couple bodybuilding (laughs) or Kind of uh, physique pose downs or whatever, you know, maybe classic bodybuilding, so that way I don't have to wear the little <laughs> g-string <laughs> bikini <laughs> tights or or yeah, the, yeah, the thongs the or whatever. Thong, yeah, yeah. Don't forget, you gotta you gotta get like Hogan tan, so right? You, so you really show off. Yeah, you gotta spray physique. tan, oil up. Yep, <laughs> whole nine yards. Yeah, so. I'm I'm excited about it, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, so, that's good. That's good. Glad to hear. Yeah, I've been out of shape this whole last year, so with with uh, tearing the Achilles and all that stuff, and not doing a physical job anymore, I'm uh, I'm quite lazy. So 
the gym kind of sparked some uh, some fire in my belly. So I'm happy about it. Well, that's good. So. Well, um, where do you want to start? Um, well, I mean, I guess we can start with the, the only thing in AEW is Tony Khan's got a huge announcement for next week, mm. so he, he crapped his pants again, you know? Oh my gosh, this guy. You know, I don't know if you or anybody listening has watched some of the old ECWs before Paul Heyman, like, officially took over. When it was Eastern Championship Wrestling, before it was Extreme, there's a guy on there, and he's like the president of Eastern Championship Wrestling. I can't think what his name is right now. But the way he talks and how he acts, he sounds identical and acts just like Tony Khan. Like, he's awkward on the mic. He just seems awkward in front of the camera. Likes to hug people? Not that extreme, <laughs> but just just awkward, but... Yeah, I don't know why Tony Khan seems to think that he needs to come out and say, I have a special announcement. Just And they're never special. No. It's like tickets are going on sale for the show in Columbus. <laughs> or collisions. or Yeah, collision. Or um, what's the other one on Friday? Um, no, that's collision. What's the one on Saturday? No. Collisions on Saturday. Oh. Well, oh, Rampage. Rampage is on Friday. That they're moving to two hours or something. You know, I, I don't know. It's just never... Yeah, it's or, never anything exciting. Yeah, it's like, it's pretty bland. I mean, all of his announcements were pretty bland. I had I a well-balanced breakfast this morning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I took two poops instead of one. <laughs> and one was still in my pants. <laughs> My yeah. mommy had to change me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I can't even imagine what it would be. Um, but I do know that I, out of all the wrestling podcasts I listen to, that um, every single one of them have said that they have enjoyed some of the matches that have been going on in AEW, but they, they don't enjoy the... That there's no continuity, there's no storyline, nothing really flows or anything. And that um, that they have getting, gotten a little upset with the size of the roster. And because of the size of the roster, when you got guys like, um, you know, just to name a few, Jay White, Daniel Bryan, John Moxley, um, you know, your Adam Coles, your guys like that. That nobody's really a star. Everybody's all... Because everybody seems to be on the same level. And everybody just seems like a mid-carder there. Right. Especially when a lot of people don't wrestle. Like, I can't remember the If I've ever even seen Jay White wrestle in AEW. It just seems to always be on the mic. Um, not that I watch a lot of AEW recently, but... Yeah. You know, I mean... You... In in a sense, you can say the same thing about uh, WWE because they have so much top-tier talent that, like, everything's kind of like mid-card. And the only thing that elevates it would be, like, the main event of whatever is happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
I get that, but at the same time, um, I feel like the, the way WWE does stuff, so like a good example to me would be like the NXT thing. Like, yeah, Braun Breaker is a main eventer in NXT, but of course he's a mid-card guy on the main roster. Or then, you know, somebody like Dolph Ziggler, where he's been pushed and then dropped and pushed and dropped. Well, he was basically always just, you know, a mid-tier guy. But then when you move him down to NXT, kind of revitalizes him. The same thing with Mandy Rose. Um, and then I think that, not that they go by a bunch, but I think the, the roster divide a little bit, where it's like, mm-hmm. these guys are only on Raw, these guys are only on SmackDown. I think that helps, too. Yeah. And that's definitely helped in the past. Yeah, I mean, just to touch base on Mandy Rose, I mean... If if Mandy Rose didn't do that whole whatever fan site that she's on, you know, I'm sure she would have went up to the main roster and would have been killing it. Oh. Because she was on fire down in NXT. Like, she was, she had very, very good uh, backing behind her and just everything was going good. And then she did that fans thing and then, yeah. Then well, let go. especially now that... Um... The women's rosters had a few hiccups with injuries and people leaving, stuff like that. So, right. No, I, I, I tend to agree with you on that one. And, and then, like, touching base on the Dolph Ziggler thing, I mean, uh, I just listened to the Dolph Ziggler podcast with uh, CVV, Chris Van Fleet, mm-hmm. which he's got a new theme song out, and it's kind of like Chris Jericho-ish. Who? Um, Chris Van Fleet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I haven't so, listened to him in a while. Maybe we should change up our, um, yeah, our thing. Maybe we should uh, get some kind of music or something. I don't know. Yeah, it would be nice if we had somebody that was talented enough to uh, <laughs> create a, a musical entrance for us. Uh, yeah, we can look into that for sure. Yeah. We could, we could. Yeah, that, that that would set us apart. We can we can come up with something. Yeah, but um, anyways, uh, going back to him is he was talking about his, like, stepping up to the plate of being in WWE, like, almost immediately. Um, and, and how hulky his, some of his gimmicks were. Mm-hmm. Like, with the Spirit Squad. Yep. And he was actually... A caddy for um, Chavo Guerrero. Oh, and this was right before Eddie died. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Chavo was doing his... Whatever. Yeah, that gimmick. Yeah, where he was... Changed his name from Chavo or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I, I don't remember it. I don't recall it. But yeah. Um, so, he's had a lot of hokey gimmicks. And... The bad thing with him... Is... The guy was just so good that he could just make anybody look good. I mean, he just did whatever you told him to do. So when people were starting out, like, Dolph was like a jobber. Right. It was almost like the the Bret Hart thing. But, like, especially with Owen, too, Bret and Owen were so good that you could put them with anybody and they'd make them look like a million bucks. Right. Even if they weren't. Yeah. So, I mean, that's 
that's the bad thing about Dolph is like he had it, and I think he made things things work a lot of times. I mean, when he was the show off with Vicky Guerrero, um, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, I mean, he had really good stuff, and he just ran with it. And yeah, unfortunately, they just always passed him by. You think? Size had something to play because it was like the Vince McMahon like era stigma where he always wanted the big guys. I mean, yeah, Vince was always the big guy thing and whatnot. But when you, when it comes down to it, I mean, if you look at what was going on back then, you had a lot of guys that were like 220. 215. Yeah. 230. I mean, Chris Jericho, think about him when he won the world title. How much was he at? What What was his weight at? I had to go back and look, but he, it, he, he I mean, he might have been, he was definitely billed heavier than what he was. Probably. But he wasn't, he wasn't, he was probably like 215, 210. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. He might have been more like 190. Maybe. I don't know how much they, they build you up. Yeah, but, right. Uh, I mean, it would be interesting to to actually get these guys on scale. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know if you saw this, but and I can't remember who he did an interview with, but Rick Boogs was doing an interview with somebody, and you know how big he is. He's freaking jacked. And yeah. he was saying that at one time he was like, 290 and they built they they ran him down they said he was only like like 250 260 and he was like come on like why are you not telling everybody what i really am and so they like dumbed him down i don't know why they would do that like just i mean i could see where you want to build people up maybe a little bit but if somebody's actually 290 and they're jacked out of their mind why not just say they're 290 right yeah i don't know i feel like he could have been fairly decent too if he would have grown his hair out long, he could have been like a Rick Rude. Maybe. A bigger Rick Rude. Yeah. That would have been cool. And I still think it was a missed opportunity that they didn't do that with Bobby. They should have played him off as like Rick, Rick Rude's boy or his nephew or something. And had him come in. He already had the stash. He had the robe. Yeah, he could have done it. And they, that was a missed opportunity there. Yeah. Anyways, well, so, let's get back on track. But yeah, I mean, yeah, so the Dolph Ziggler interview was good. If uh, you guys want to check that out, always check out CVV, Chris Van Vliet. Um, he's always got really good content, always brings on really good guests. I mean, he does a question and answer kind of thing, um, different takes and whatnot. Um, always well put together, so check him out, definitely. But um, I thought the, the Ziggler one was really good yeah yeah or nick sure. nemeth sorry no we no nah, um but yeah i i really like nick nemeth going to uh tna instead of oh aw and he's doing the new japan stuff too yeah i think i think in tna i think he's gonna have a better a better opportunity for 100 percent for sure oh yeah well, I think it'll be able to help them young guys, too, that are coming through TNA. Yeah, and TNA's got a lot, a lot of um, um, 
potential. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was thinking about like kind of words to use. No, but. no. And and I think they put themselves in like a good position where where they like got some young talent. They got some guys that are over and can help the young talent. They put themselves in good working like relationships with a lot of promotions. Right. Can do a lot of things. Um, yeah, I think Scott Demore. I know I've said this before, but he he needs to get more credit than what was given to him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I was trying to figure out a, a word other than potential to no. use, <laughs> but no, but no. nothing was like clicking in my my, my head. So no, that's all right. Um, so yeah, uh, well, the biggest news of the week. Um, there's no other way to put it other than uh, Cody steps aside for for Dwayne. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I know you and I talked about it a little bit, but then I was like, oh, I want to wait this hear what you have to say when we when we get in person. Um, I know how I feel about it, but yeah, I was curious what what your full thoughts were. Well, you know they they've been wanting to do this for some time now. Um. I think the timing on this is all wrong, but under certain some uh, under certain circumstances, with CM Punk getting hurt and the potential of uh, Rollins being unable to go, I don't even know his situation yet. Right. Um, I don't know if anybody else does or anything like that. I haven't really seen anything. Um, but I guess they wanted to flip the script a little bit Mm -hmm. and give everybody the match. I think we touched base on it last week after the Royal Rumble as well, or I know that we've been touching base on it past few weeks in the podcast, but I don't, I don't think the story finishes out with him winning the world title. No. Because uh, I mean Seth Rollins is a main event guy. He's had been for a while. Mm -hmm. And whatnot. But the fact is is that Roman Reigns is the top of the food chain. Right. So how do you get Cody to finish out his story if he's not facing the top of the food chain. Right. And how long are you going to have Roman Reigns be the top of the food chain? Right. Now, the only way I could see this working out into Cody's favor is if they go and have Cody win the world title... And then take it to SummerSlam. And then face Roman Reigns. But then he's got two titles. And then they're back in the same boat that they were in. And then they're back in the same boat. Okay. Let me bounce something off of you. Do you think... So if if it for sure is going to be The Rock and Roman in the main event of one of the nights... 
you think Roman beats The Rock. You don't think The Rock takes the title off Roman? I don't think so. Okay. But here's the other speculation, too, is you still got Damian Priest sitting with money in the bank. Right. So what are you going to do with him? You've been billing him out to be a star, which... Ever since Money in the Bank, I haven't really seen him as anything. Do you? Yeah. And I don't I don't think that he should have been in the Royal Rumble either. He's got Money in the Bank. Right. Well, I think they just need to fill some spots and get some bigger name guys in there. Because everybody knew Cody was going to win, but you got to put some of those other guys in there like Punk and, and Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley and some of those guys in there to... Give Cody some competition, up. and you know, especially when you didn't have Randy, AJ, and LA Knight, who are your next big guys, facing Roman. They weren't in the in the Rumble match, so you kind of got to do stuff like that. Right. But my thing is, do you think it hurts things if they decide to skip out on the Cody thing? The Rock beats Roman. Damian Priest comes in, cashes out, beats The Rock. Because my, my thing is... is well, oh, go ahead, go no, ahead. I was just going to say, my thing is, is it puts them in between a rock and a hard place because they built Roman to be this basically really badass, unbeatable guy. Yeah, he's skated by in the skin of his teeth every time because of Solo. But then you also got The Rock, who's a living legend. So it's like... And The Rock doesn't wrestle that much, so it's like, what do, what do I do here? Right. I mean, the only way I could see things happening is if, and this and this puts a whole other twist and wrench into the story, is if Cody has a killer match at WrestleMania against Seth Rollins or whoever for the world title, right? Mm-hmm. Cody wins the world title. Mm-hmm. Priest comes down and cashes in, takes the world title. Okay. But then that sets something up for him and Priest later on because, like, pretty much stole the title from Cody. Right. <clears throat> so then how do you transition into Roman versus Cody? I for the future. I don't think you do. If you go with the Rock thing, I think it kind of cuts, cuts the head off that story, which sucks because they've legitimately been building to the story the whole time. If they wanted to do this storyline with The Rock, they should have ixnade the story right after WrestleMania last year when they went the direction with Brock. They should have guaranteed that Dwayne was going to be ready to go for this Mania season. Right. Or known that Dwayne... I keep calling it Dwayne. Or The Rock was going to be ready for WrestleMania. They should have got him for last year. Instead of this year, because I think it would have made more sense for the story. If he would have come in, beat Cody for his Royal Rumble winning spot, or something along those lines, and done it then, had Roman beat him, and then have Cody come back around to take the title this year. Yeah. They've definitely done Cody some injustice. But yeah. How, do, some things that I read... Suggest that maybe Cody backstage was kind of like, oh, no, it's fine. I'll I'll go with a different route. Do you think that's true? Do you think that... 
Because that's the thing, is everything I'm reading sends me in 14 different directions. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that, that that could be possible. I know that some writers were all pissed off that The Rock came into this limelight thing with stor- with the story. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to CVV, Chris Van Vliet, I mean, he said that Cody not facing Roman doesn't change his story. Did he say why? Well, he basically said that the world title is the world title. But it's so new. It has no history. Right. Because if you look, like, I get what he's saying. Like, they essentially brought back the big gold belt in a way. But it's still new because it's not the same lineage. Right. And only Seth Rollins has had it. Now, I know he's done a good job as a as a working champion. Right. And, well, and here's the thing, is that... Rollins came out and said it was the working man's title and blah, 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 blah. It's the Dusty title versus the, the WWE fake title or whatever he said. Um... To a point, yes. But Dusty was stripped of the WWE title. Dusty had the world title already. He won the NWA championship. And that was the world's title. Mm. World's champion. Mm. So, like, Cody going after the world's title... In my eyes, and I think in a lot of people's eyes, means absolutely nothing. Yeah. So, I think the story has to end with the WWE title. Correct. Because his dad was never WWE champ, right? Well, he was WWE champ on a house show, and then they took it away from him. I forgot how how it all went down, but okay, yeah, they ended up yeah. taking it away. <clears throat> Well, I meant to send you this, and I didn't. And I tried. I thought I saved it, but I didn't. I saw a thing this morning that basically shows... <clears throat> it didn't say how they were going to get to this, but basically it showed that it would be a triple threat match between Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Cody, and all titles are up for grabs. And Cody, the reason it showed up is because Cody had <clears throat> responded to it and just done the eye emoji where it's like his eyes are wide open, like, hmm, kind of thing. Um, to me, I, how you get to that storyline and get rid of The Rock, I don't know. But at the same time, you you... If Cody went, well, either way, no matter who wins, you get back to the same spot we were in a year ago where then one person has both major titles in the WWE and you just keep getting back into this. And then to get get them off, they have to lose. And then you, you're, you're, you're constant, then you automatically put their title reign in jeopardy right off the bat. Yeah. In, in my eyes here is that WWE, WWE has the big four. 
Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Rumble. Mm-hmm. The Rock was coming back. He should have came back at the Rumble. Right. Because if they want to have the storyline between who who's the, the alpha dog of the bloodline, that's your storyline for Cody to take, take over the belt. So if you want The Rock to win and beat Roman Reigns mm-hmm. for whatever reason, yeah. or if you want Roman to beat The Rock and be head of the table... Um, then that sets up mania for Cody to end his story, be WWE champion, so on and so forth. So now, if you want to continue this out to, to the next WrestleMania, that's way too long for Roman Reigns to, to show up like once every other month. Right. <clears throat> yeah, there's a long... Distance between Mania and SummerSlam. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, how many how many matches has the Roman Reigns wrestled this year? And not a whole lot, right? Maybe twelve. Yeah. So, like, I I I get the story with the head of the table. Like, I mean, there's nobody on his level. So why even bother? Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But still, it just—I don't know—it just doesn't make any sense to me on what they're doing. I mean, who knows? It might make sense later on. Who's who's having matches at Elimination Chamber? Beside besides I have Rhea. no idea. Okay, yeah, I don't know either, and that's something that we're, we should definitely pay attention to moving forward. Because I'm wondering. If some ways that they can get out of this is like, what if? Because we still don't know. It, it, is Rollins actually hurt? Is it a work? I've I've heard both. I've heard he's actually hurt, and they're just trying to buy him some time to heal a little bit from Mania. I've heard that it's he was kind of hurt. It's not as serious as they say it is, and it's a work. You know, to buy them some time. But I'm wondering, does it make sense to have? Cody and Rollins do an elimination chamber, throw some other guys in there, have Cody beat Rollins early, and still take his Rumble winnings in and make it a triple threat match. Because then that that way you can still kind of keep the Rock strong and still beat Roman. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't pin the Rock, get Roman pinned, and have Cody win. So Cody still wins. You still do the... Your dumb head of the table match if you still really want to fall in those lines and you get out of it or do you do something where i i'm just thro- throwing things at the wall seeing what sticks do you have solo beat damian priest for the money in the bank briefcase go into wrestlemania he's in roman's corner he helps roman Beat The Rock. The Rock still stays strong because Solo was there. Just how Solo has been helping Roman win the whole time. Roman is in the is dead. It was just a knockout brawl, crazy match. Solo cashes in, beats Roman for the title. I'm not saying Solo's ready, but I'm saying you still keep The Rock strong. Or you could you could have The Rock beat Roman. Either way you want to do it, but then get the title off whomever. By cashing in, you still keep the title in the family, per se. Because 
Cody and Ro- and Solo have that beef from last year. So then... Yeah, but that's... I don't know. I know it's a lot of moving pieces. It, I'm just trying I, to see. No, no, I, 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 I get what you're throwing <laughs> down. I get what you're throwing down. But in my eyes, if Cody challenging for a title, it has to be Roman. It absolutely has to be Roman because he's the head of the table. Like, there was no world title before. Right. You know? I mean, if you wanted Cody to have the world title, well, then he should have been world title champion right off the bat. He should have won from the beginning. Right. I mean... That that's that's my take on it. No, I I get what you're saying and and I I do agree. I I will say it does help if they do decide to do the shifteroo where Cody is going to challenge Seth that they've had the beef in the past. That they had those good matches, they had the great match at Mania and stuff like that. They do have some beef. It, they do, but I mean Cody's beating him 3 times. Right. Yeah, so it's like so it's not as important. Yeah, it's 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 not important. Yeah, he's not you know? he's not getting over any hump. Um, yeah. Do you think they had the Rock coming back already planned, or do you think this was a quick curveball because of Punk getting hurt? That's hard to say. It's hard to say. I know there was all speculation that the Rock was coming back like last year. So, right. Yeah, I remember that for WrestleMania and. That didn't happen, and those things didn't work out because The Rock's always busy with filming and all that stuff. And they got the writer's strike, so now they had time for yeah, for that or whatnot. I, I, yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know, but, I mean, I can't emphasize it enough. It just doesn't make sense to me to have him challenge for the world title. He's right. already been a world champion numerous times. Well, yeah, you can always say that he's been world champion numerous times. Yeah, he's been WWE champ like eight or nine times. Um, Then I looked at his title reigns. He only held the title over 100 days, like once, which is crazy. But you also got to think of his timeline. I mean, he got big in an era where there was so many big stars, um, and then he kind of left early. But, yeah, I... And, and, well, here, going back going back to early Cody days with his first run in WWE when he brought back the Intercontinental title. Yeah, the old school one, yep. The old school title. That kind of meant something. Mm-hmm. You know? And... I just, I don't know where you go. I don't know where you go to to exceed the story. I mean, the story all along was to bring home that title that his dad never got to bring home. Right. Yeah, no, this is a hard one. And... and, They've definitely put themselves in a pickle. And I, I think I think the only way that it could have been 
Sorry, I'm having uh, <laughs> gassy reflexes from my chocolate milk that I've been sucking down. Um, the, I think the only way that, that it would have been rectified earlier on is if WWE did not take and unify the titles into one. If they still had the Universal and they still had the WWE title. Because, like I said last year, Cody could have won the WWE World title. They could have, yeah, done it just for one belt and taken it off of Roman. Right. Would that have filled out the story of Hard Times? Absolutely not. Because the beginning of Hard Times was him losing to Roman. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the Hard Times stayed with Cody long enough. Like, no. I think it should have been like Heartbreak. Like, even. I mean, I, I'd. I'd hate to say it right now because of what we know now with CM Punk, but Hard Times could have kept going with CM Punk eliminating um, Cody. Cody. Well, see, but they did it wrong the whole time. I think, it, I think you're right. It should have started with him losing to Roman at Mania last year when everybody's like, he's going to win, he's going to win, he's going to win. You do that, you throw the curveball, fine, whatever. You do the storyline with Brock. You have him get absolutely destroyed by by Brock, and you just have him slowly trickle his way down. And then his moment coming back could have been winning the Rumble, or you could have kept it where he got eliminated by Punk, or however yeah. else you want to do it. But then it's like, well, how do you get him back into the title picture with Roman unless you have Roman? Win at Mania again and go to SummerSlam and then Cody beat him at SummerSlam. And it's like you're constantly in this vicious cycle of like Cody always has to beat Roman. It's like if you want to do a certain story, it's like you're beating down Cody. You're keeping Roman strong and people are, I think people are just done with Roman. I think yeah. that's what it all boils down to. Is people I think are, so. Uh, the Rock got booed when he came out. Yeah, I mean, everything I've read, everybody's pissed about yeah. them switching for the Cody thing. It's like, supposed to be Cody's time. And then now they're, I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. And I really hope that they don't didn't throw this in just because Punk got hurt. Because they could have done a lot of other things. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, granted, like, Rock... And Roman are like a, a main event, like, super pay-per-view kind of show thing, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you bring back Google, Bill Goldberg at whatever pay-per-view and have him win the world title. Yeah, right, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, you have him beat The Fiend, who was unstoppable. And you have him beat him in like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, see, that was dumb. Yeah. So, I mean, you do that hokey stuff... So, why not just throw him in the match before WrestleMania, like I said, and have him wrestle? Okay, well, hear, hear me out. Here's another one that I just kind of thought of. So, Punk's hurt. We know that. Fine, whatever. What if Rollins is hurt where he can't wrestle at Mania? So, then your night one main event is Rock and Roman, not for the title, just for head of the table. The Rock beats Roman. Roman's distressed. 
can't get it out of his head. He's not the head of the table. The Rock beat him. Cody comes in night two. Main event beats Roman. Does that hurt Cody? If that's the case, does that hurt Cody? No. I don't think so. I mean, because in my opinion, it, it start you start and finish your Rock Roman story. The Rock doesn't need the title. That those two wrestling does not need a title involved for it to be good. Nope. No, they're talking head of the table. So you, you that's done and over with. Cody can still challenge Roman because to me he pointed at Roman. They acknowledge that. It doesn't make sense to switch a rule just because the Rock's like, well, I'm I'm back in town. Yeah, well, in yeah. my opinion, if I'm Cody, see C- punks hurt, so I'm back in town. Yeah, if I'm Cody, I don't care. I'm I'm. You gotta either that or they have the Rock beat Cody for his Rumble winner. That that's the only way where it makes sense to me. Oh, just because you guys have a beef? Like I don't I don't care. That that's the way I see it. I mm. mean, and I I think. I just don't want to do it that way, and then everybody says, oh, well, Roman only lost because he wrestled the night before Cody was fresh. You know what I mean? Because even though it's scripted, I get it, but I don't want the naysayers to take away from Cody. You know what I mean? Like, and if Or, 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 or you have Cody challenge Roman the first night. You know? And then have The Rock come in. Well, then they say say the opposite. Oh, well, The the Rock beat him for head of the table because Roman lost the night before. So either way, Roman gets a pass. So, well... That's what I don't want to happen. Well, here. This is, this is how I take it. Is The Rock coming in for head of the table? I think it's more of a passing of the torch. Yeah, for sure. And I don't see... I I honestly don't see The Rock beating Roman. Really? Yeah. Hmm. No, I, I not that, that there's anything wrong with that. I just see it the opposite. I see it as in they want Roman to be the guy, so they want him to beat The Rock. Because I think it hurts Roman, even if he takes time off to lose to The Rock. Oh, you, no, no, The Rock's not winning. Oh, I feel like The Rock's... Oh, wait. I thought you said The Rock... Yeah. Oh, I'm confused. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. 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 <laughs> it's I'm right. confused. Yeah. It's I, all right. No. I. I. I see Roman beating The Rock, and being head of the table. Regardless. So, I think. With him losing to Cody. And then coming in with the the Rock that like the next night. For the head of the table rights. And you have The Rock come out and do a, a promo or whatever and being like, at the beginning of the WrestleMania Night 2 or whatever, you couldn't beat Cody, so you're not the head of the table. I'm going to prove to you that I'm the head of the table, blah, 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 you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Come out. Yeah. Like, something like that, you know? And then, once that happens, Roman gets the fire lit under his butt and takes out um, The Rock and beats The Rock. Because I think... I think Endgame for the Bloodline is going to be Solo 
Yeah, see, that's why I said about Solo winning the briefcase from Damian. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see him being beating Roman for the title like that and taking it that way. I mean, if anything, I think, if anything, I would say Solo and Priest going for the world title. I think that... Maybe if if Punk can't can't go. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. No, you're fine. Because, like, there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of thoughts going through my head. And I want things to make sense and be good in my head. And I know WWE won't go the same direction that I want to go. But I think from all the matches I've seen Roman do and everything go on for this entire three-year process, I think Solo's the key. I think Solo's the key to Roman losing. I think somebody either takes Solo out or Solo turns his back on Roman, and that's how Roman loses. I I honestly do. I'm going to stick by it the whole way through. I think... I think Solo will be Roman's downfall. Like, if you if you look at the story and Roman is the guy, if you look at any other story, the gatekeeper guy, which Solo is, is defeated to bring down the big baddie. In, in any story, if you want to look at it any, anyway, and I think they're kind of following that kind of path in, in a way, in a sense. So I think... Solo is the baddie, the big baddie, that he's some way, he's the key to, to Roman losing. So whether The Rock gets him on his side or, or how, however it goes down. Yeah. Because Cody would have won last year if it wasn't for Solo. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying, too, that Cody and Solo already have a story built in, too. I know, but it, that... No, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying that R- Cody has to beat Roman for it to like completely be finished, and I think this is like the time to do it. Yeah, it would have been the, the time the, to do it. I it think is the, the time <clears throat> to do it. I think the Rock being thrown in is a big monkey wrench, regardless of Punk getting hurt. You know, and, and I think another factor in this whole thing is everybody keeps talking about the records that Roman is breaking and. I guess SummerSlam would be Hulk Hogan's time frame. I don't think they're going to do it. One, it doesn't make sense. Um, I think that's the biggest factor. It just doesn't make sense for a Roman to carry it to SummerSlam. I mean, what's the benefit? Who does it benefit? I think overall as a roster, it hurts everyone for Roman to carry the title that long. I mean, wrestling has changed. I mean, no... Think about when Bruno San Martino was was champ. I mean, it was just a regional thing. And then uh, Hogan, who who else was really around that time? I mean, I guess Macho Man was there, but Hogan holding it that long, that was kind of the time where they were bringing the big guys in from all the territories. You know what I mean? It. I don't know. I just, I just think wrestling's different where it just doesn't make sense for Roman to, to hold the title to WrestleMania. Yeah. Because there's no one left for him to challenge. He's beaten everybody. Right. Uh, he, Multiple times. Yeah, I mean, he. he's beat... He, I mean, there's just... 
I mean, you think about the runs with, with and, Kevin. You think about the runs with Kevin Owens that he had back in like the um, in the beginning. In the beginning, like you thought you you swore up and down that Kevin Owens was going to beat him. The only way I can see it making sense for Roman to carry it to Wrestle or excuse me to SummerSlam and potentially beat Hogan's record is if WWE knows one hundred percent. That they've signed Okada, and it's Okada Roman. That's the only way that I could see there being anybody on Roman's level left to beat him for the title at SummerSlam. Because you can't carry the Cody storyline if you ixnay him out of the picture. And if he if you put him back in the picture and he gets beaten, he definitely cannot beat Roman at SummerSlam. Right. That's the only way Roman goes to SummerSlam with the title, is if they've already signed Okada and they know that that he's definitely going to be there, like, that's the only way. Yeah. I don't know, that's the way I see it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, So, anyways. Well, real quick, uh, you think Punk's ever going to come back or you think he's done? This is like the third injury he's had. I think he's going to... He's gonna get healed up and have another match and be broken again. Yeah, I think I think he's just gonna keep coming back and come uh, keep coming back and then wrestling and then being broken again. I think he's that seven year stint or nine or however many years he was gone was too long for him. Uh, not saying he didn't stay in shape. I just I just think that really hurt him. He probably did. Cause I mean, he, probably did. He's been hurt like. The whole time he's been back, basically. Pretty much. He had that year in AEW at the beginning, and then after that, it's just... Yeah. Well, I mean, wrestling takes a beating on you. It's Mm -hmm. not easy by any means. No, I get it. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but um, Rikishi uh, put out a tweet about uh, Jacob Fatu, and I guess his contract is up in MLW, like officially. And so he... He's a free agent. He's just been... I thought Fatu went somewhere else. Yeah, I thought so too, but I guess he didn't. I guess he's just been doing, like, handshake agreements, working places Mm -hmm. here or there for a little bit. And uh, so Rikishi put out a thing. It's like, the biggest free agent hit the market. Who's going to sign him? And he literally put, at AEW, at WWE. Um, I don't know. I can't believe WWE hadn't picked him up, especially for this bloodline run. I mean, they've definitely missed their opportunity. Uh, if it's going to end, so... Yeah, I mean, they could have picked up a lot of guys. I'd like to see him go to WWE. I think he's good. I think whether he's in the Bloodline storyline or not, uh, I think it makes sense. I'd actually like to see him go to TNA, really. I think he'd make a crazy impact there. Especially if, if TNA could get him and Hammer. Um, yeah. Shit, I think Hammerstone would do good in WWE, too. Might. I think I'd... I think he'd be good in NXT for a good NXT run. So. Or you pair him up with uh, <laughs> MJF again. Yeah, yeah, you could. Well, I just don't want to see him go to AEW. Yeah. No. And I don't think MJF is going to WWE. Oh, that, that's. He I mean, resi- we, he resigned with the AEW. I mean, how many times have we talked about it? He so, resigned I mean, with the AEW. We yeah. don't even have to have that conversation. We already. I, I already knew that from the get go. Yeah. Once he had that that feud with Adam Cole, yeah, you knew he was signing. Yeah. 
But, um, yeah, I think other than that, um, I think those are my quick hits, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's all I got, too. So. Yeah, well, I haven't heard much else about Vince McMahon. I hear he's probably in big doo-doo. Yeah, well, I mean, Brock Lesnar's gone now, too. Yeah, so... And so, I, honestly, I I think with the with the merger now, since WWE is owned by uh, Endeavor with the TKO thing with UFC, they're not going to put up with that garbage. I don't think so. So, I think... Um, the well, Mc- McMahon did sign a, um, an NDA or something. I, I, I didn't get the full story on it. Yeah, I kind of saw he, that. I'm not really 100% sure what an NDA really does. Unless it's, it has. I I I don't know what it was. I didn't really look into it, but I just saw it. Yeah, the legal thing is where I kind of get a little lost since I'm not. I'm I'm a lawyer only on TV. Yeah, right. Yeah, you only play one on TV. But yeah, Yeah. I, I um. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. Same thing with this storyline that we talked the whole episode about but it was needed yeah so we'll see how things unfold going forward i've heard a lot of negative things about triple h about the press conference they a lot of people felt that he didn't handle the questioning very well with the uh situation with mcmahon he kept saying oh we had a good night we had a good night and i get what he was trying to do he didn't want to talk about it he didn't he could have used different words but you, you you know what um just touching base on that is that that whole thing is a lot of people were grilling him on that and he shouldn't have to speak on that. No, I agree. No, I I don't I totally agree. So that that's not his his place to speak on it, I don't think. Especially after I, the pay per view. I, I, I yeah, especially after the pay per view. And I don't think that um uh I'm losing my train of thought here. He shouldn't have to talk about it. It's not his place. And people that are mad about that, I think need to grow up and, you know what, deal with it. I know I know people want answers, but... No, yeah. You're, you're, you're basically barking up the wrong tree. They're looking for... They're trying to trip him up. Uh, right. No, and that's what I was going to say, too. A lot of people are mad about it, and it, it's just one of those things where... They did just have a good rumble. They did just do a lot of good things. They brought The Rock in. They got all those things put together that week, and it was overshadowed by McMahon's dumb situation that he put himself into, and it's right. unfortunate that everybody, if the first person asks and he skates around it, I don't know why. I mean, I get that the reporters are doing their job, but at the same time, if he skates around it, talk about something else. Right. I think he... He handled it very professionally, the fact that he wanted to focus on the positives and not the negatives. Right. And I just think, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. So, I don't know why people got to be that way. Yeah, I don't know either, but that's um, what they do. So, Wrestler of the Week? Um, so, I like I said earlier in the episode, I've been watching a lot of uh, old school ECW. So, uh, I got to go with the Funker. Terry Funk. Yeah. That guy was way ahead of his time. Yeah. I, I think I think he was. 
So lots of classic matches there. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I've honestly, until just recently, I've never watched a lot of Terry Funk matches. Yeah. So it's exciting for me to uh, to go back and see some of those. Yeah. Um, what about you? Who you got? You know, I'm going with Jake Cargill. Okay. I think WWE. I think I think in the Rumble, I think they did a really nice job with putting Jade Cargo in there and her and Bianca stare down. For sure. Um, I think that's going to be a really good story to tell for mm-hmm. the both of them. And I think... I, I really think that Jade is going to be huge. And... Uh, a lot of people say that Jade in AEW was billed as like the super phenomenon and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, she was totally green Yep. when she started. Mm-hmm. She had that match with Cody and Velvet Sky because it was supposed to be with Brandy. Brandy right. got pregnant. Right. And they just... Kept her winning and winning and winning and winning and winning. And there was no... There was no, like, development there. It was just right. her winning, just being dominant. Right, there was nothing just like to Goldberg. Yeah. And then when she won that TNT title, well, after she won that TNT title and she was running through everybody, that next step would have been going for the world title. Right, yeah. Like... Yeah, it just didn't make sense that everybody, all the other chicks were passing her by for title opportunities. Right. Yeah, regardless of her having a secondary title or not. But Right. I agree. I think WWE is going to do everything they can to put her in that spotlight. And I know I said last week that I'd like to see her and Bianca square off at Mania. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think they should wait. I think they should build Jade up a little bit more. Make her a big baddie. And then maybe they wrestle each other at one of the big four for a title. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that would make things... Not that they need a title, but I think that would help things too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but definitely they should wait to give Jade the title for a little bit. I mean, build, I think du- I think WWE could, could benefit from like a women's title, even though they have tons of titles now. But just some women's title. Oh, like a secondary women's title? Yeah. Yeah. It just sucks that they have two main titles because of the the two shows. It makes right. sense, but no, oh yeah, it, yeah, I think it'd be cool. A working woman's title. Yeah, cool if they had like a secondary title and that they could go down to NXT and come back up. Right. Yeah, I think they should get rid of the tag, the women's tag titles. I don't like them as much. I just don't feel like there's too many women's tag, and they kind of get forgetting about. So, I mean, after you you had. Um... Um, whatever their names are. Um, the Kabuki Warriors. The Kabuki Warriors, but um, Peyton, the Iconics. Oh, yeah. After the Iconics, they didn't have anything. Right. Anything, so. Right. But. Well. That was like your last true take team, I think, in, in the women's division. Yeah, I think so. For the Because usually the women's just pair up or whatever. Yeah. But Bailey is going after. Um, Kyrie Zane. Kyrie Zane. See, I told you. Yep, you told us. You told us. You heard it. And she, first. she's now a face again. So, I knew she'd break away. Her from, gals jumped her. So, I knew she'd break away from. What are they? The 
whatever they are. I don't know. Doesn't matter what they are. <laughs> so, anyways, we got to get going. Well, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens going forward. And, uh, we'll see. You'll hear, hear from us next week. We're here, same time, every week. Right, same time, same place. So, all right, well, fingers crossed that uh, things go the people's way. Yeah. They're, they're going to bring back John Cena. He's going to be WWE champ. <laughs> 17 time. <laughs> so, well, I think we out. All right, later. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. BeerCityBoys1. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Hot Hot tag out.